Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. We're back once again. This is Paul Arnold, your host, and Ernest Watts, my co-host, is joining me. And sometimes I feel like, Ernest, you are my most reliable, my MVP of all co-hosts. How do you respond to that wonderful statement? Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I'm just, I have no life. The others have lives. That's the problem. <laughs> the rest of them are younger than us. That's part of it. If you listen to they our have- podcast, these other guys have kids and young careers and early, you know, they're getting used to life. And we're like old guys, have time on our hands, empty nesters, that type of thing. Can we, we shout out to our injured list? Travis Greer's on our injured list this week. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Travis uh, had an operation. Uh, he may not want all the information about that, but uh, we're missing him this week. We usually, he's usually part of our trochula of hosts like that. <laughs> what is trochla? Like, is that something it's three, three or four? Threesome. Threesome. Okay. All right. The threesome hosts. There you go. And then he 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 couldn't play injured this week. So you got the two old men That's coming right. in. Well one time I was helping one of my buddies move and this guy was in his early thirties and I was helping him move and he stopped, he got tired and he looked at me and I just kept going and he says, Man, how can you keep on going? I said, Hey man I'm old man strong. I'm not fast. I'm not quick, but I just keep on going. And that's what this podcast, we're just going to keep on going. All right, Ernest, I have a surprise intro for you because I, I know you love food and you probably will never eat this. But just today I read an article that Kentucky Fried Chicken, otherwise known as KFC, is going to actually sell extra crispy chicken with glazed donuts as either a bun or as a side. Will you buy it? No, I don't buy cholesterol-free chicken, as KFC is called down here. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not even, I don't even like the chicken and waffles. That's big here in the South, and that's just a strange combination. I have eaten it once, but that's a breakfast food, but a lunch food. It just, it just, I, I have very narrow parameters. But no, I, you know, I've, I've seen the glazed donut hamburger. Uh-huh. A lot of minor league uh, teams do that, mm. and they'll they'll do the glazed donut with the hamburger bun in it, usually a coleslaw, and they'll offer that. It's, and then you again, suck it down with a Coke or Mountain Dew. I mean, what's... <laughs> I don't know, a bag of sugar, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I oh man, have the have the insulin pen real nearby. <laughs> Use that. When I was much younger, when I was about eighteen, nineteen, my buddy had a Super Bowl party, and he made a homemade. Uh, Snickers bar, but it wasn't the size of a Snickers bar. It was the size of a full-size bunt cake, and it was layered of, you know, chocolate and caramel and peanuts, and oh my gosh, we just destroyed that thing, and now there's no way I could take that. Well, now Uh, that you're talking about food, I have to allude to something happened to me today. Our pastor at our church was talking about John the Baptist, and of course, John the Baptist ate what? Locusts. Yes, well, see, I had a friend of mine. There is a museum in Georgia that sells candied uh, insects. It's the museum, mm. the weird or whatever. Yum. And he brought me back some uh, sweet and sour grasshoppers and some, what is it, the sour cream and... Uh, onions? Onions, yes. Yeah, sour cream and onions crickets. Did and, you uh, have actually, some? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was okay. Did I, you I hop right I, to it? I hopped right to it. Actually, I put it on a pizza and ate it. A plain cheese pizza. A plain cheese pizza. A little it's crunchy? A, what, what did it yeah, taste like? It's sour cream and onion. And, and <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Sour. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I'm not Bear Grylls. I'm not one of those individuals. No, but it's it Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Okay, shows how he's much English. He's got to have that, you know. Yeah, but how much of a survivor is when there's a camera hey, crew right there? Hey, okay. The best one is when Will Ferrell went with him over in Sweden or something like that. That was hilarious. Or the one that Shaquille O'Neal went with him. And just imagine Shaquille O'Neal supposedly trying to survive in the wilderness. And one time we looked at Bear Grylls and almost said, uh, you know, what's up, Willis? And like, what are you trying to do to uh, me? Anyways, well, you know, sports, you know why, I guess. Uh, well, you know why uh, Will Ferrell went to Sweden, don't you? His wife's his from wife, there. Yeah, his wife's Swedish. Yeah. Boy, I just killed the momentum there. Sorry, folks. Go no, ahead. no, that's all right. right. Hey, hey, Swedish ladies look pretty good. So good for Will oh, yeah. Ferrell. I guess his humor goes over pretty big over there. All right, so let's talk about sports. And last Sunday, I was watching, uh, actually Monday, the Daytona 500 because it got rained out on Sunday, and I was watching the end of the race, and you always expect it to be a little bumping. And these days, the way they've put in different safety devices since Dale Earnhardt died, um, you really don't think about somebody getting injured. And obviously by now, if anybody follows sports, Ryan Newman was toward the lead, and he got pushed, and then his air, his car went airborne, and then was hit again, and they pulled him out, and he, you know, was talking and everything, but he has a head injury now. I mean, they protected him in this wonderful cage. He's not injured anywhere else, but just the violent shaking and, and collision, just like a football player has inside of his helmet. Um, they're sort of watching him very carefully right now. So, Ernest, did you see that accident, and have you seen anything like that recently? Yeah, I saw it afterwards. Of course, I didn't watch live. I was watching a replay of an XFL game. Sorry, I had to. I had wow. to play guilty on that. Very sad, Ernest. Uh, but but you're right. They have done a wonderful job in the physics aspect of of getting the initial impact and dissipating that over the entire car. I mean, Formula One first did this and and nascar didn't really go to it until after dale earnhardt and they had the restrictive neck piece and all that and but they basically make the 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 cars where they do take the impact and spread out the physical force of it and done a great job in that now it's it's interesting they talk about his only injury is head trauma and that that and he he says he's going to race again before the end of the year Mm mm-hmm but you kind of wonder, I mean, head injuries don't always heal. We've seen that in other sports, particularly football and hockey, that, that not always did that happen in that respect. And and you, you kind of wonder, you know, we, we had another injury over the past week when uh, one of the uh, players for the St. Louis Blues had a heart attack before their game in Anaheim had a cardiac event, so to speak. So sports definitely are getting in much more seriously dangerous these so days. So I, I didn't hear the news of that, so supposedly he survived then, that heart attack. Oh, yes. They canceled the game. They canceled the game. Uh, he may not play anymore, but, uh, again, that was probably a predisposed situation. But it, it is amazing how the sports and the equipment and the medical attention – has, has changed so much over the years. I watched a football game in 1970. It was the Detroit Lions versus, I want to say the Packers. It was there at the old Tiger Stadium. Mm-hmm. And there was a wide receiver by the name of Chuck Hughes who uh, actually died of a heart attack on the field. Yikes. 
And and basically, it was live game. Jack Buck was calling it. I recall that. And uh, he got hit going across the middle. And they came to him, and they put him on a stretcher. But they put the blanket all the way over him. No, they didn't. Oh, yes. Now, don't now realize 1970 was a lot different than today. Today, you, it had been tweeted in five minutes. Uh, I didn't know about it until the next day. You saw an injury, you got hurt, you never thought anybody died in that respect. Uh, but he died supposedly on the way in the ambulance uh, to the hospital, which you remember for me how close the hospital is to Tiger Stadium. Yeah. I wouldn't think it would be that far away. No, no. I thought you meant they put it over his head. Oh, they yeah, they covered off. his head. Now, now, remember, well, that usually means he's dead, man. I mean, that's, well, that's pretty I brutal. Mean, I, don't, I don't think he died then. You know, again, you, you just hear the story afterwards. and. So, and I yeah. was 14 at the time, so I didn't realize what was really going on. But well, we watch sports with sort of the, um, a naive approach, like yeah, everything's going to be fine, everybody's going to be okay, and they're not always. And great players walk away because they wonder, are they one hit away from it? So if you had to rate the most dangerous sports, and let's say football is the easy number one, what would you go number two and three? Uh, you'd have to go race car driving and not the top of the line, not the uh, not Formula One or or or, or for that matter uh, NASCAR. So many of the minor leagues. I mean, almost on a monthly basis, you see of somebody dying on some of these dirt tracks across the world. So I would have to say that. Okay, that's your number two. What's your number three? Yeah, number three, boxing. It's got to be boxing. I've seen three boxers die in the ring in my lifetime. Mm. And and that's one that technology is, I mean, the, the rules have changed to a large extent in that we've shortened the number of rounds. We've gone from 15 rounds. They've the Different three size boxing gloves, too. Gloves, yeah, but there's just so much when you're wailing away at someone's head. I mean, we haven't had a death for about two or three years. Well, I always thought MMA was going to have people dying because the way that they barely have any gloves at all and they can kick and knee. But I don't know. Maybe it just ends quicker and so people don't get hurt as much. Yeah, I think that has to do with it. I mean, the extent that you've only got three rounds and and with boxing go a lot further and they tend to – Plus, I think the sheer numbers, I think there's more boxing going around. Well, let me tell you some other sports. I grew up, as you did, watching Wild World of Sports on ABC. And in the intro, they had the ski jumper going off the track and, you know, like a human. The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. He was spinning out of control, and we find out later he turned out okay. Um, Hockey has to be on my list as well. I played hockey. There's some violent hits. Um and hockey players are notorious for playing through concussions. They just keep on going. Rugby is one that I still don't know how people don't get hurt or worse. Or Australian rules football is another one. that If you look at it, you think, how does this work? Um, when you played football, did you have any concussions? I, pr- I think I did. I, I just don't think at that time we knew what that was. I mean, there were times when I was hit and I forgot plays at a time, so I'm pretty sure I did. But we had no medical staff. There was no rescue squad there. You just had a coaching staff, of which half of them had a four-year college degree. 
They had no medical training. They had no emergency or EMS training. So I'm sure I had concussions. I mean, I know one bad hit that I went numb neck down. Some people say I'm numb from the neck up. But, so a stinger uh, type of thing? Yeah, I had a stinger. Yeah, I had a stinger in the shoulder where my arm went numb and I thought broke my arm. But back then, I mean, you just didn't have the professional, the training. You, coaches did not have to have any training mm-hmm. uh, to recognize things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I did. And I know I saw with one teammate that had a compound fracture where the bone went through the, the leg itself. Eesh. And they basically just they took two two-by-fours and took rope and tied the two-by-fours to the length of his leg to keep it straight. And drove him to the emergency room. <laughs> there was no rescue squad. And now we have was, air casts and all those. Oh things. yeah, I mean there was no emergency uh, personnel there, no rescue squad or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a, the te- the technology has advanced so much. It's it's truly amazing. And Ryan still, Newman had a paramedic w- to him addressing his needs within forty three seconds of his accident. So I think you have to give NASCAR some credit for that. And um, I know there was a hashtag. Uh, hope or praying for Newman or hoping for human Newman, something like that on Twitter. So a lot of people were following that. Um, the safest sports, let's just look the flip side of that. My three safest are curling. I always pick on curling, uh, golf. I think golf is pretty safe unless you're playing or were watching president Ford when he was playing golf and, um, bowling. I want to say bowling is the third safest sport. Do you have any other safe sports? Chess. Chess, chess, come on, chess, chess is a sport. Was, yes, is checkers uh, a sport now too? No, no, no. But you know, uh, is, uh, is Uno a sport? Break dancing is one of the sports in the Olympics. No. Yes. Three on three. What did I miss? Break dancing. Break dancing. It's is, not this one. It's the next Olympics. Did break Brazil dancing? promote break dancing or something? I think it is. Three on three basketball will be also. Oh, uh, not is, this Olympics. The next one. Uh, esports, that's the big thing. That's the growing thing. I now can, e-sports. esports has gone crazy, which is a little weird to me, but okay. All right. Now, so, the, now, now, do you know the most dangerous occupations? Uh, danger like utility workers, things like that. Actually, uh, logging is number two. Okay. The number one most dangerous occupation. 20, I think it's 23% of all the people who've ever had this job have died. Yikes. Uh, Any guess? Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to, I have no idea. Go ahead. I was going to make a joke, but I don't want to make a joke out of a dangerous <laughs> occupation. Go ahead. What is it? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Neither me or you will never have this job. A male model. Uh, close enough. President of the United States. Is the most dangerous job. Oh, yeah. We look at the number of those who have died in office and those who have been assassinated. Okay. That is interesting. I was not going there. Well, you, you figure what we've had, only what, 45, 46 presidents? Yes. Oh, I see. By percentage, yeah. By percentage, you've had several die in office and you've had six assassinated. Yeah. All right. There's your little trivia question of the day. Political. So Bernie, be careful what you're watching. Wanting there, Bernie Sanders. He might. So I had one heart attack. Good gracious. (laughs) 
Uh, could they tell when he had a heart attack or not, Bernie Sanders? I mean, he's pretty old already, so. Yeah, well, I guess. I guess. And my so, son will not like me picking you know, on Bernie if, Sanders. If something happens to him, he'll just slip Larry <laughs> David in there to replace him. Oh. We'll, never know. we'll never know the difference. Yeah, I, I think um, I would like to have Larry David replace him, have a little more humor. All right, let's get to something else here before we go too political. Um Baseball has been making news partly because it's spring training, partly because the Houston Astros continue to sort of shoot themselves in the foot, making sort of poor press conference statements and people talking about how frustrated they are. And then Mike Fires, who got this whole firestorm started by telling everybody what they were doing, even though everybody seemed to know already, he got a warm reception today from the crowd. Fires did at a spring training. And I'm curious, Ernest, do you think he'll get a warm reception around the country now when he goes to different stadiums for stepping out and saying what was needing to be said? I think people just like to protest because you had these people, you had to be removed from the Astros first game because they brought these banners and everything. Why are fans? I mean, I can see Houston fans getting upset. There weren't Houston fans there because they're in Florida and he's training in Cal and he's in cactus league. He's in Arizona. I mean, what, what interest do these people have? Why, why pick on fires? Everybody knew about it. No, this was good. They gave him a warm reception. They didn't pick on him. He's a mediocre pitcher at best. He was before. He was a 500 pitcher. Uh, I still think this thing is going to blow up. People have gone way over. I mean, you've got Pennsylvania Little Leagues and California Little Leagues <laughs> yeah. that won't let them name the team Astros. I mean, give me a break. Astros were in existence for 50 years before this happened. Right. I mean, there's a lot. Of, and no he was a star on the Astros. Jetsons, too. Yes, yes. I mean, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go back to the original name, the Colt 45s. Uh, <laughs> this is this is slow news day. This is what this is. Uh, Fires is not a hero. First time he gets racked up for giving up five runs in the first inning, which he is the reason why he's bounced around in the major leagues. He's a mediocre pitcher. He's not a hero, uh, and he's not a snitch. He just said something that everybody else knew it was done. I really believe this is going to blow over over yeah. a period of time. I, I, it's it's the steroid situation. We went through that. Everybody got all upset and hid their steroids, and and then every team that complained when they did the testing found out they had someone on their team who was secretly doing roids. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody was cheating. Yeah, I mean, for this, the Tigers it was Pudge out. Rodriguez, even though they didn't prove it. He came back the next year and he looked like half of himself. And they said, "Why have you lost so much weight?" Uh, I've been eating differently. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I and mean, was, it was every team had someone's doing, it and everybody was cheating. And the, and then unless you're going to eliminate trying to steal signals, which would be go to some type of electronics, which obviously they're not going to do. Uh, Manfred has just mishandled this, but then Manfred's mishandled so much. I mean, he, he makes you almost beg for the former commissioner, Bud Seedley, at least had a better control over things. Well, there was an argument I heard on the radio that really uh, Manford's just echoing the owner's view, right? He's, his bosses are the owners. His bosses are not the players or the fans. And, and occasionally we bosses, forget that. We think the commissioner is above it all, and they're really not. And one of his bosses is the Astros owner. It's true. Uh, so that's one of they're not going to censor them. They're not going to take the trophy away. It's it's 
you can do that in college, even though to me, Rick Pitino still won a championship at Louisville, even though it says redacted on the championship route. I mean, they're not going to take this away. A lot of those players have gone to other teams. It's, it's you know, here's the Yankees. Oh, they cheated us out of a World Series. I should have a World Series win. Well, they didn't stop you from signing their best pitcher this year, did they? No. I mean, no. he was one of the – everybody does that until they get an ex-Astro on their team. And they're, well, no, he wasn't involved. He was a pitcher. Yeah. Or he didn't know – Okay, they knew about it. They were in the clubhouse. So I'm okay. ready to move on from the story. You ready to move on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are still going to bring it up. But do you think, will this keep Verlander out of the Hall of Fame? No, no. I had a podcast, uh, I do a b baseball podcast called Boys of Summer, and they were talking about this, and I brought up the point, well, it's a slow news cycle right now, and that's why we're talking about it. And Gene Gums, who runs sportscountry.net and has his own talk show in the morning. He was saying, no, no, this is going to keep on going because baseball fans, at least the first cycle of Astros through the league, and we thought a great scenario would be that the Astros, with a chip on their shoulder, says, hey, we'll show you. We can win without any of this, and they get into the World Series playing the Dodgers. What That would be awesome for ratings. Would you like to see that? Yeah, I mean, that would be great for TV. I mean, Major League Baseball is probably wishing for that. The fascinating will be thing will be see if Correa, Altuve, and Springer, if their statistics this year will be similar to what the last two years are. Remember when Ryan Braun got busted? Yes. And then, then claimed anti-Semitism on the guy who uh, filed his, uh, his uh, urine specimen, which showed he was using roids. And if you look at his career, I mean, he's not one-fourth the player, statistics-wise, power hitter that he was before he was found cheating. And that's going to be – to me, it's not how the team does. It's going to be uh, what, if we're going to see any differentiation in performance on the big players. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the thing that's going to fascinate me. And, and for Aaron Judge to come in and say, well, if I knew every pitch was coming, I'd throw 80 home runs. No, you wouldn't. I mean, no, it wasn't Aaron Judge who said that. It was the other Stanton. Stanton? Was it Stanton? Yeah. He wouldn't hit 80. Hey, he can't last a whole career. <laughs> See, he can't last a whole season, much less hit 80 home runs. Mm. I mean, that's, it's, I guess, it's just sour grapes, okay? Sour grapes. You didn't, do it, you didn't beat them. There you go. And you're probably, didn't the Yankees get warned two years ago? Because them and the Red Sox were using Apple Watches yeah. to use. I mean, no, they, they were got checking caught. your heart rate. That was it. Yeah, checking that. They were cheating them with electronics. This has been going on, and I guess, I guess for a period, it'll bring in people for a period of time, non-baseball fans, but it won't make them stick with the sport. No, this no. is not going to help your fan base. Well, this one sport you really stick with is the NBA. You like that transition, huh? Oh, very um, good. Very nice. Yes, yes. Um, so D. Wade, Dwayne Wade, had a retirement ceremony with the Miami Heat um, yesterday, last night. And uh, I want to start off, we're going to talk about his career a little bit. I He has five, excuse me, yeah, five nicknames according to NBA.stats or something like that. Can you name three of the nicknames for D-Wade? I just gave you one. There you go. I gave you D-Wade is the one I know. D-Wade. There's four That's other ones. Uh, I can't do it without either LeBron or Shaq get a championship. Is that it? No. <laughs> uh, 
my wife makes five times more money than I do. Um, <laughs> oh, this is horrible. He's, he's married to Gabrielle Union, who's an actress. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's not his first wife either. No, uh, it's not. I, I, I have no earthly idea. All right, so the next one they have is Flash. Flash? And then the next one is Wow. I, I never heard that Wow one. Wow. The next one is Pookie. <laughs> Maybe that was the name from his first wife. Um, yeah. And then the last been. one I think he had when he played with the Lakers. Or who, did he end his career with the Lakers, right? No, no, no. He went. He was oh, in Chicago. Miami, signed with Chicago, briefly at Cleveland, right. then back to Miami. Well, his last nickname was Father Prime. So, Father Prime. Father Prime. Sounds like so a may transformer. May I say that's the four worst <laughs> names I have ever heard. That's that's pretty. You Do remember you when know he played how tall he is? Do you know how tall he is? Uh, he's six five, right? Uh, six four, two twenty. He okay. was a thirteen time All Star. He was the scoring champ in oh eight oh nine. Of right. course, you know he won the NBA championship three times, eight times All NBA player, three times All Defensive, Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was the Finals MVP in oh five oh six. And finally, Bleacher Report has him in the top 25 of the best players in NBA history at number 21. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. Outside top 20, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of good guards there. I mean, let's, let's face it. He, he, he always – he never was, for a championship team, the player. I mean, he had to get Shaq to win one. He had to play with LeBron, Chris Bosh. And you never felt like he was the, the the number one, you know, what you really had to prepare yourself when you played that team. So, yeah, I, I, I consider that. That 21, that's about right. Out of the top 20. So did so you see the, the highlight or the video when they were honoring Kobe and AI, Allen Iverson, came walking in and he saw D. Wade and they had a long hug and – Allen Iverson was crying, just all tore up. Would you rather have D Wade or Iverson? To win? Yeah. D Wade. D Wade. AI's ball hog. <laughs> AI's a better ball player. I'd have him higher on that list. Really? Uh, in his younger years, I mean, he was just, he was unstoppable. He is a scoring machine. Uh, he basically brought that Philadelphia. Look at the rest of that Philadelphia team that he brought to the finals. Against the Lakers, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're really—it was just him. I think him and George Lynch and Theo Ratliff. I mean, it really probably was the worst supporting cast for a Finals team of all time. Was that Seventy Sixers team with with him? I think uh, he's known for his crossover, and then the unfortunate quote practice. This we're talking practice. Oh yeah, when well, he played for the know, Pistons, uh, he he also was the number two prospect coming out of. Uh, he came from Norfolk. Of course, he was jailed. Uh, there was a fight that broke out in the bowling alley, and he served a little bit of time until he got a pardon from Douglas Wilder, who was the governor of Virginia, and uh, he he was actually considered the second best basketball player, not only in the nation but in Virginia behind Ronald Curry, who went and played uh, basketball and football at Carolina, was not one-tenth the player that Iverson. Iverson just had that great adjustable speed. He could go side to side. 
And uh, his shooting percentages weren't exactly the highest, and he tended to get in trouble quite a bit. He actually lives in Charlotte now hmm. and, and has settled down quite a bit uh, with his personal life. But, yeah, AI, I have him – because basketball, unlike baseball and football, what they're able to do, you can't really look at the longevity. Like, you know, Pete Maravich is in my top ten, but he had a very short career. But he did a lot of things 20 years before what you saw it in other NBA players. I mean, he was really so a great person in all the things. You're saying that greatness oversees long career. So you say somebody like Gail Sayers – who had a short career in the NFL is better than a Walter Payton. The things he could do on the field, uh, I put Payton in front of him, but Dick Butkus had a relatively short career. He only played 10 years and never played in the playoff game. Gail Sayers never played playoff game. Gail Sayers is the Sandy Koufax of football. Koufax only had four years of dominance from 60 well, 61 to 66. People tend to really, you know, he didn't even win 200 games. Mm -hmm. And he was a sub 500 pitcher. But for those four years, he was the dominant player in baseball, just like Gail Sayers for those three years. I mean, he, he set, tied Ernie Nevers' all time record of six touchdowns in one game. Mm -hmm. And before he tore up his knee, he was just electric. I mean, he was. Not always is it numbers and statistics or winning playoff games. It's just the, the the pure ability of the field. So you're talking like a Bo Jackson, too. He had a very short career, oh, but yeah. when he played, it was, like, unbelievable. Oh, he did things. Bo Jackson, I actually saw him play at a AAA baseball game in which he ran down uh, – uh, playing center field. He ran a play down in the alley. It was old Crockett Field in, for Charlotte. And he ran – parallel to the ground on the outfield wall. I mean, that's how <laughs> fast he was to slow himself down. Yeah. He also made a throw from the alley in right center to the home plate. A guy was trying to score from third base on a, just a lazy fly. And he threw the ball and the ball did not come more than five feet off the field. And he, the catcher was holding the ball when the guy slid. Nice. It's one of the greatest throws of all time. And he would, you know, you see guys nowadays take baseball bats as they strike out and break it over their knees. Yeah. He broke it with his fist. He just broke it like a twig. I mean, yeah, it's just an amazing talent. So short, short brilliance should be rewarded, which transitions us to another story. Uh, I got my text. My phone was blowing up with text last night. And all of a sudden I get these text messages about the Zamboni goalie story. And since you're from Carolina, I'll let you tell the story of Dave Ayers, a 42-year-old emergency backup goaltender, and sort of a quirky rule. And maybe we'll talk some, about some quirky rules for a while. So tell the story, Ernest. All righty. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto last night. And they are basically just trying to stay in the playoff race. They're one of the wild cards. And their two goalies got hurt. Uh, Reamer got a concussion, and uh, Jason Mrazek uh, get a lower leg injury. So the rule in the NHL is if you need an emergency goaltender, the home team has to supply it, even for the visiting team. Well, the emergency goaltender was a man by the name of David Ayers. David Ayers is the practice goalie 
for the Toronto Marlies, which is the AHL team, which is also in Toronto area, and the Maple Leafs. He also drives the Zamboni. And he was sitting in the crowd with his wife in the first period when uh, Reamer got hurt for the uh, Hurricanes. And he got a text, get down to the locker room because you are now the backup. And then Marassa gets hurt. So he puts on, they come up with this generic number 90 jersey. He puts it on. He has blue pants, maple <laughs> leaf pants. Right. He plays the second period with that, okay? First two shots get past him. They're in the goal. Now, Ayers has not played. He's 42 years old. Eight years ago, he got a kidney transplant, okay? <laughs> wow. He drives the Zamboni between periods, right? He played level B junior college hockey, which is one step above high school hockey. Not much more different than what you, Paul, played as a kid. Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. He had not played competitive hockey in 12 years. All right. No adult men's league or whatsoever. So this is the equivalent of someone being called out of the crowd to punt or kick field goals for an NFL team. But only in the NHL could a guy come literally off the street, 42 years old. Well, again, lets the first two get past him. The Hurricanes rally around, and there's only eight more shots. He stops them, and they win six to three. He gets named the, those who are not <laughs> the star with hockey, of the game. Star of the game. You get three stars of the game, all right? And they do it in reverse order to you. Get, he gets star of the game in extent. Sets a record for the oldest goalie, oldest person to play their first game as goalie in NHL, 42 years old. The oldest person ever to win their first game at right. age 42. <laughs> they uh, have already selling, the Hurricanes are selling T-shirts of his jersey, number 90. And the money is going to him. They're matching the cost with a donation to kidney transplants in honor of him surviving that. Nice. Uh, Tuesday night, the next home game after that, he will. We have a storm siren that they play. It's the Hurricanes. He will do that, and they will give him the game plan in case the Hurricanes. Nice. He got he got paid five hundred dollars to be the emergency goal. That's it. And it, they will award him his give him his jersey at the same time. Maybe they'll put his name on it. <laughs> but only in hockey can you have this happen where people can come off the street. It's, it's, a, it's an uplifting story. It's an amazing story. And again, uh, he talked about being someone who lives in Toronto and is an employee of the Maple Leafs. Right. Had to defeat the Maple Leafs. Uh, how they, everybody gave him a standing applause at the end of it. And he said he got all <laughs> these great texts from, from, uh, Maple Leafs fans. And now the Maple Leafs are fighting to get into the playoffs also. Yeah. So this was a crucial game for him in that extent. But he said no one held it against him. Uh, the coach of the Maple Leafs stormed up afterwards. He was a little concerned that they couldn't beat a guy off the street. <laughs> but it is it is an amazing story. of it's it's. I know this is going to be a Disney movie <laughs> because everybody knows the Vince Poplia story. Uh uh, that uh, Mark Wahlberg made into a Disney movie. Uh, what was it? In, oh, the Indestructible. Eagles. Yeah, Indestructible. Yeah, Indestructible. Yeah, where he basically, now the idea, he played college football. He didn't play college football. He played street football. And he played in the uh, World Football League uh, 
two years they left that out of the movie prior to playing for uh, the Eagles the next day. But it, you know, this is going to be a Disney movie. You know you're going to see that. Right. It's, it's kind of like, remember a couple but of But the Hurricanes are going to become the Mighty Ducks in the movie or something. You know, Disney owns the Mighty oh, Ducks. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't own the Ducks anymore. Oh, they so. don't? Who no, that's the why they're not, they're not the Mighty Ducks anymore. They're the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, oh, now the sorry. same guy who owns the uh, Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles. Ah. Uh. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Well, you were you were texting me about the story, and I did play goalie all the way through high school. And uh, man, that you would be crazy to play. I haven't played goalie since I played high school. I've played uh, other back, you know, regular hockey out on the ice and away from the goalie. Um, but that's really amazing because being a goalie, you have to have quick reflexes, and your knees have to work well, and all those things. And I started to think, what other strange but true stories? This used to be Ripley's Believe It or Not were sold books. Before there were the museums everywhere at tourist traps, there was books, so you get Ripley's Believe It or Not. And I have another story, um, a guy named John Daly. You probably know of him as the overweight, um, big wearing loud pants on the golf course um, golf player of the PGA, but before he got his big start he was on the wait list as a qualifier to play the pga in indianapolis and he was driving home they called him and said get back here you're gonna get to play the pga and he got to play and he won the whole thing so how crazy what are the odds of something like that happening not very good well don't forget ron morris ron morris was a high school teacher in texas and when he was a young man he had a tryout major league tryout and they said well you just he was a left-handed you, you just don't throw hard enough we became a high school baseball like a single a baseball team in texas and over a period of time being a coach and throwing his arm matured and he started hitting 95 96 miles an hour and the kids on the team and Disney made a movie out of this. Yes, also. they did. Yes. Uh, over a period of time, kids said, well, if we get to the state finals, you got to promise that you'll take a tryout, you know? So they make, obviously they make the finals and he has a tryout with the uh, Denver, uh, with the uh, Toronto. Uh, no, no, no. He's, he's with the devil race first. Oh, it's with the devil. Devil race signed him. And then he is traded to the Rangers, but he actually gets in the major leagues 15, 16 years after his initial tryout. Nice. Never went to college and finally made it in the major leagues. So, yeah, it's, it, these things happen occasionally. And we all sit and think, boy, you know, if I'd have turned left or I'd turn right, <laughs> you know, I'm, my arm's still warm. If they need me, I could come in. Put I me could in, punt. coach. Put me in, coach. Yeah, I could do that. And there used to be guys, Otis Sistrunk's probably one of the more famous uh, NFL players who didn't play college football there used to be guys uh, there was a east coast league and uh, continental league where guys who didn't go to college would play and they they'd get in now now it's amazing when we see guys uh, d3 and d2 get into the nfl or nba mm-hmm. and but they're still again that's every middle-aged man's dream uh that you know we could be a ron morris or we could be a david ayers in our, well, I'm way past my 40s, but in your 40s, you get a chance to play in in the end. And, and you know, you what is it? The uh, in golf, can't you go to PGA qualifier and you play up? You over could, a yeah. Time? You could try to make the senior playoffs. But you're just talking about, you know, what 
you know, if we could do something like that, what sport would we play? Or I'm going to transition it to something a little different. If you could be any music performer, like a concert performer, like Garth Brooks just played here in Detroit at Ford Field, over 70,000 people with a new huge screen set up in the middle. He wore a number 20 Barry Sanders jersey through the whole thing. The crowd loved it. I had tons of people texting and put it on Facebook. Ernest, if you could be any, have any music career of any famous people, who would you want to be? What career would you have? Can I cheat? Can you say entertainment? Uh, entertainment. What entertainment would you want to, entertainer would you want to be, Ernest? I think I could be a stand-up comedian. You do? Like, I, I, which I, one? I think, well, which Jer- one? You know, what style? What type? I don't see you as Jerry Seinfeld, so no, maybe. No, 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 no. More of the dialogue guys, the guys that tell the stories. Uh, Jim I, I Gaffigan? Think, yeah, Gaffigan. Gaffigan is a, that's a great choice. Jim Gaffigan. Someone who tells stories, you know, that type of thing. Not the observational humor that you see with Seinfeld. More than musical, because I can't sing. Of course, now I've always wanted the desire to play guitar. My son and grandson are, are, are very talented guitarists. I mean, uh, my, my son played in a band for a period of time that played locally. He played bass, right? He played bass. And my oldest grandson is very, very proficient, and he plays also. But I've never able – I don't know if I have fat sausage fingers or whatever. I've attempted – I'm pretty good on a harmonica, but <laughs> I just cannot play guitar. I have no – Musical timing, 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 timing. Uh, uh, but I think I, I think I could just stand up. Yeah. I mean, I could be, I, I'd be the only one laughing at it. <laughs> well, I just I was, gave you, I just gave you the plot to the Joker. I'm sorry, guy. That's all right. Yeah, well, himself and thinking he can be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. How about you? What, what musical? Well, what so if you, style? you took it a little different than I was presenting it, but entertainer. I'm sorry. That's all right. When I was a kid, I would have dreams. I'd have a recurring dream that I was a child actor on a sitcom and that I was on My Three Sons or something else like uh, Lost in Space. And when I would wake up, I'd be disappointed I woke up and I'd have this dream fairly often. And I was sort of convinced that someday I would be a child actor or somebody famous. It did not happen quite that way or didn't happen at all that way. But that well, was well, something. Let me explore that. Now, which of the three sons are you, Ernie? Are you Chip? Or, or which one of the three We're sons? We're skewing really old now for the audience. Okay, My Three right. Sons was a an old sitcom with an older dad that would just gave a few advice pieces and then disappeared the rest of the show. <laughs> and the three boys were sort of left of their own with their uncle Charlie. Uh, think of home improvement uh, uh, okay, way back. So you're not, not going to be the neighbor and yeah, Wilson. Yeah. You'd be Wilson. Uh, no, but, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't even think about which, so I think chip, I thought I was going to be like chip in that. Okay. But anyway, so that's where I was would thinking. Would you be George or would you be Kramer on Seinfeld? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, see, I'd probably be, because I'm bald, be more like George. <laughs> But Kramer had some great piece. I mean, to do that physical humor that he did, I don't know how many people could really pull off Kramer. How about you? Are you Kramer or are you Newman? Or are you I'm, George? I'm, I'm, I'm George. I mean, just the idea. The, the great quote from George is, it takes two people lie, one to lie, the other to believe the lie. 
I mean, it's just some great lines. Yeah. I mean, there's a little George in all of us. It's, it's, <laughs> so you went sitcom, you can go into the adventure shows of our childhood, you know, combat, the bonanza, you weren't little Joe. I no, mean, no, <laughs> no. Sitcom. I thought that would just be so cool to be on a sitcom show and do that. So, so are you, are you Fred Mertz or are you Ricky Ricardo? Oh, that's way too old, man. I couldn't <laughs> relate to that you. stuff. Are you Fred or are you Barney? Maybe the other show I loved watching was Star Trek and every, every guy I knew wanted to be Captain Kurt because you got to be oh. in control. You had had a cool seat. The hot chicks paid attention to you. No, that was not every person, you know, uh, not me. Oh, you don't you like know? Star Trek. I love Star Trek, but that's not who I, you wanted to be Spock I, or Bones. Oh, Spock. Of course. The idea of cool logic, the ability to use logic and always know all the answers. No, no, the girl. You got to get the girl. Forget the no, cool logic. No, I just, I just, I like, hey, he had Palm 4 every seven years, but we're really going deep in it, aren't we? <laughs> all right, let's switch a little bit because we only have about three more minutes. Okay. Um, what are you looking forward to in sports or entertainment these next couple of weeks, movies or sports? Well, yeah, baseball starting. I've already watched a couple of spring training games. Checked out my Braves. Checked out your Tigers today, too. These are horrible spring training hats. They horrible. Have. They look like something that was on sale in the back of a store. They probably were. Yeah, probably. Well, it's, uh, you know, the Final Four. I mean, basketball is wide open. I uh, watched Kansas and Baylor. Yeah. Yesterday, which was a very entertaining game. Strange day yesterday when you had four of the top six teams lost. Well, you had, you had uh, Baylor lost, San Diego State lost, Gonzaga lost, three of the top five, excuse me. This is one of those years. This reminds me of the year when Shabazz Napier led Connecticut to the championship. Mm -hmm. I mean, the team that wins is somebody that we're not even talking about. I mean, it's, it's, if there's ever been an open period of time for for a basketball this is it mm -hmm. i think that kills interest because people want to see the dukes and kentuckys and the carolinas and the uclas and the kansas i don't know good underdog story is good once in a while that's, that's too. good for the first week oh come think. on come on but not, people don't want to see texas i Tech do i want to see good upset story as far as we can go um this week i'm going to be glad there's no boxing where somebody's licking the blood off another guy's shoulder. I mean, it reminded me of good old uh, biting the ear, you know, um, gosh. You know what it reminded me of was the Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson fight, because mm. uh, you know, it, Tyson is, is, is going to, um, he's going to be the champ for a while, I think now. Uh, the guy he beat, I mean, to the extent that, He's someone who never lost a round, had only been knocked out once. You mean Wilder? Deontay Wilder, I, I just think this is going to affect him more psychologically. Yeah. Fury was so much put, bigger. He was like 40 yeah. pounds heavier than. Yeah, but they had fought before and he put Fury down yeah. twice. Yeah, but we'll see. The psychological effect, it just, you know, Tyson never was the same fighter after Buster Douglas beat him. And I think, I think Wilder's not going to be the same boxer yeah, anymore. Yeah, maybe not. All right, last comment. You got 30 seconds, Ernest, and we're going to wrap it up. Oh, my. Uh, again, it's, it's, we're looking at spring, the end of February. We're two months into the decade. 
And uh, again, there's so much uplifting stories. The David Ayer story shows there's opportunities for us everywhere, opportunities around us. We're not going to be playing goalie in the NHL, but it just shows us that there are opportunities for all types of things. And uh, it's, again, I I appreciate the opportunity to this podcast. It's just amazing when you look about the changes of sport and everything. I'm looking forward to basketball, baseball. Mm -hmm. I always brag about October. Over the fact that we have all four sports and now with the XFL, we have all four sports going on now. You got baseball, football, basketball. <laughs> you had to get XFL in before we ended the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's all not, right. It's that was 30 seconds, football. man. All right, folks, turn in next week. I got week more to NHL s- in. I got more <laughs> NHL this week. Sorry. Turn in next week to see if H- H- XFL, excuse me, is still around. and uh, we'll see what happens this week in sports this is Paul Arnold you can email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com just like it sounds if you have questions, concerns, ideas and if you want to play goalie for our team in the future All right, have a great night